Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to the new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. And yes, that's right. We have rebranded Tuesday show. Um, obviously, we have a new member, uh, Pong So, who became a permanent uh, panel member on Tuesdays. So we obviously could not call the show Xbox one-on-one. It would be a little funny. So I did do a brand change thanks to the incredible talent of uh, Dinero Panero, who reworked the incredible intro that he did with, of course, the Xbox Factor podcast being on uh, green electricity at the end of it. And uh, yeah, so we're, what we're doing with the this particular brand is that you're just going to get two um, weekly Xbox Factor podcast, one on Tuesday and one on Thursday. And you know what? With the way that news has been dropping for Xbox, I mean, listen, who doesn't want to talk more Xbox? So before we get into the topics, and we have quite a bit to get to, let's introduce the newest member of the Xbox Factor podcast, Pong Soul Rookie Sensation. What's up, brother? Morning, boom, morning, Zemi, morning, chat. This is uh, awesome. It's morning for me, afternoon to all of you in other time zones. Man, what a great day to be uh, be officially a part of the second Xbox Factor podcast. Uh, this is a great time, boom. Again, appreciate the uh, opportunity. And uh, we got some amazing topics to get into. Like you said, boom. News just keeps dropping. We got plenty to talk about, so uh, let's get into it. Yeah, we're, we're going to get into one that's a little bit of um, a little bit in the weeds. Normally, I don't like drama, but it has to be uh, spoken upon. I did have a piece of small bits and bites crum- come across my desk early this morning. I'm gonna, we're going to talk about that. But before we do, let's welcome into the program the bravest man who says that he never hides while watching anime behind his hands, Zemi Games. No, I always hide. I always hide. Uh, Well, you know, if it's scary, you know, you got to do some things sometimes. Um, But yeah, man, super excited uh, to be here. Um, You know, I came in thinking that we were going to do an Xbox one on one again. I didn't think that you did the brand change, but uh, it makes more sense. And uh, nonetheless, super excited to be here, man. Can't wait to jump into these amazing topics that you set up for us. And uh, yeah. Yeah, well, listen. Let, let, let's get out. Let's let's open up with the the bites and bits. Now, this one comes to us from the website called The Gamer, and apparently, uh, people who purchased Tony Hawk's Pro Skater on disc for the Xbox One will have to buy the next gen version, according to the article that was written by Josh Collusion. And this was published three hours ago. Activision's FAQ on the upgrade clearly state that there will be no free upgrades for physical copies on the Xbox One. And a closer look into the Activision's FAQ page for Tony Hawk, uh, which was released last year, that was the uh, remake of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, has revealed some bad news. And yes, if you bought a physical copy of this game, you will unfortunately uh, still play it, sure, but you will not play the next-gen version because there is no transition from last-gen to current-gen when you when it comes to disc. Uh, again, not the biggest topic. It's not breaking news. It's disappointing. And you know what? I think that I think that with Xbox, 
specifically, or just with being a podcaster and a content creator, uh, if when you're when when you have some good news, we're all going to cheer it. When we have so-so news, we're going to find a way to make it good and enjoy it. But when there's some bad news, we have to talk about it. Now, again, this this is not coming from Xbox. This is coming directly from the you know one of the the the. The companies that a lot of people don't really care for because of these types of tactics, Activision. So obviously, this does not surprise me in the least. But this is where it gets interesting. According to the story, it says here, don't panic if you own a PlayStation 4 copy of the remake, whether it be digital or physical. You're entitled to a free PS5 upgrade when the game comes to the newer console later this week. So I find that to be very suspicious. I don't understand the the, the the ramifications that are going to come of this. No, let me let me rephrase that. I understand that the ramifications that are going to come from this are going to be bad news for PR at Activision. Um, again, I don't have the FAQ in front of me, but it really doesn't make any sense why the Sony version is uh, upgradable, but the Xbox version is not. Uh, I think that if you are someone that does own it, you should reach out and uh, to, uh, to social media and let Activision know that this is not cool. Uh, Zemi Games, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, well, it's definitely not uh, pro-consumer. Um, and, 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 you know, the company doing this does not it's not really too big of a shocker. You know, we, we have known Activision of doing some pretty slimy things in the past. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's also just like, there's that, there's that extra little bit of dirtiness yeah. whenever we figure out that <clears throat> it's not just a, it's not just a thing across the boards. It's, it's a thing only for like, you know, Xbox gamers, right? Because PlayStation people won't have this problem, um, which, you know, I, I'm not, you know, throwing shade over at PlayStation or anything like that. I think all the shade should be thrown at Activision. Uh, but why exactly is this happening? And I, I think more than anything, we just need to hear Activision's side of the story. Um, and, 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 you know, because maybe there is a good reason, right? Maybe there's, you know, some software or something on the Xbox side of things that's, you know, that's just making it harder for them to do this or impossible for them to do this. But I, I think whenever you first hear this, it's almost like uh, Activision's trying to play favorites. And I hope that that's not the case. I, I really do hope that there's actually a good reason for this. But um, nonetheless, it does not look very good on Activision. Uh, it looks dirty. It looks anti-consumer. And it looks like they don't want to... Uh, you know, they, they don't want to support the players who played on the previous generation. They kind of maybe just want those players to go out and purchase a brand new copy. Yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, so I want to read a little bit more, Pong, before I get to you uh, on the article. Uh, it says here, uh, according to, and again, I'm reading verbatim from the article, uh, the first hint that the Xbox One players with a physical copy will be left out in the cold can be found right at the top of the page. However, its confusing wording may mean it's just a misunderstanding. Though, as you look further down the page, in big parentheses, it says this, the upgrade offer will not be available for physical versions of the game on Xbox One, and it's clearly stated under the Xbox Upgrade section of the FAQ. Now, I, I have to be honest with you folks. You know, there has been a lot of talk about upgrades, 
Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, there's been some shade thrown at Sony uh, in regards to what happened with Avengers uh, and cross, you know, bringing your saves to the next gen. And listen, I, all I'm going to say is this. If you got to release an FAQ for your upgrade, there's a freaking problem. And this is very typical of Activision. This is why I find it very hard to buy anything from them. Um, I only buy, uh, you know, I don't necessarily run out and buy Call of Duty anymore. I wait for a sale. I just feel like the the, the guy in charge, and I'm not going to mention names because, again, I don't want to get, you know, blackballed in the industry, is not a good dude. And I understand that, you know, it, 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 you know, there are investors and this is a business and it's not personal. But when you leave an entire platform uh, and, and, and again, a specific part of that platform, meaning that there, you, all of your, your, your digital copy owners, don't worry about it, brother. We got you covered. But if you're an ancient one and you still buy physical games and some of us, some of us still do. I, I mean, a perfect example that comes to mind is Noof Nukem. Noof Nukem, he is an old dog that does not want new tricks and he's doesn't, he's not shy about saying it. He does not have game pass and he probably never will, but it's, Folks like him that are going to be affected by this. And I think that sucks. Pong, what are your thoughts on this? It's inexcusable. Um, you know, from the outside looking in, kind of, you know, like Zemi said, obviously without knowing reasons behind it. Um, I, I don't think it's the right way to go, especially, you know, we just went through this with control and, and the ultimate mm -hmm. edition with that. Um, you know, obviously it's a bad look for whatever company decides to do this, especially since all these other companies have been upgrading old games for free. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the newer games we've gotten those cross gen, uh, versions upgradable, um, you know, and for the, it doesn't make any sense why the, the, the physical copy is the only one affected by this and, and the digital, uh, copy they're charging you 10 bucks to upgrade right so just kind of like call of duty um you know they charge an extra 10 bucks for the cross-gen version but this is typical activision again without knowing the technical de details as to why the physical copies alone are uh affected by this decision or had to you know this decision had to be made for the physical copies. It's hard to say, but again, I wouldn't put past Activision, which I don't think anybody would at this point to do something, uh, you know, scummy like this on purpose. Um, so, you know, I would like to see a better explanation. I think uh, as consumers, we deserve a full explanation as to why something like this happens. Um, and I don't think it's too much to ask for, especially in 2021. Again, when we have all these other games that have done it for free, um, yeah. it, even without asking, I just surprises like, you know, division two surprise. We're just going to, we're going to go ahead and upgrade everything right uh, on a game that was, you know, uh, not doing as well as they had hoped Ubisoft still put in the time and effort and made it happen. So, and look what happened for them. They got a ton of goodwill and, and the, the game has come back to life again. So, you know, again, Activision should be, uh, you know, reading the room a little bit better when it comes to this stuff. But again, it is Activision. So guess what? Uh, they don't read rooms very well and they don't care. They just continue to make money. Um, and that's all they ca care about. So, um, but again, inexcusable at this, uh, at this time and point um, in the gaming industry to have something like this without a, a full and real explanation as to why this has to happen.
Yeah, no, I agree. Again, folks, not the biggest topic of the day, but one as we wait for people to shuffle on in, we figured we would shine the light on uh, a, a negatively on uh, Activision and rightfully deserved. I think what they're doing over there uh, is uh, really putting, for, first of all, here's the thing, you know, and, and I kind of wonder, you know, listen, I, I, I'm not a detective, right? You know, I mean, but, you know, sometimes you put one and one together and they make two. I'm not a mathematician either, but Zemi, here's the thing. Smart delivery is something that many people in the industry, like the Activisions, don't like. Because what that does is give people upgrades for free. Yeah. Microsoft is very good at doing uh, about being consumer friendly. It's 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 important to their business. It's important to their uh, their customers. It's important to them personally. I think when you hear, um, you know, like Phil Spencer or Aaron Greenberg talk about uh, what smart delivery means, um, it's it's a passion. And why I find this story to be um, uh, revolting uh, and uh, and 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 almost to the point of nauseam is because the last time I checked, folks, we were still in a pandemic. So uh, charging anyone to simply upgrade or be able to play the game in a faster, uh, you know, uh, you know, f- FPS is gross. And I and you know something, this this is where I mean I don't I don't know if boycotts work, but I could tell you this right now, I don't I don't think I'm buying anything from Activision. Uh, this year, anyway, they have nothing that's on the, on that's on the table that excites me. But I mean, is 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 this a bad look during a pandemic, Semi? Yeah, no, I mean, I I think it is. I mean, you know, it, it's almost like it just adds insult to injury at this point. You know, um, <clears throat> all these other companies are more than willing to to you know go the extra mile and to you know change with the times and change with technology. I understand that you know this isn't the way that it used to be, and and you know, Xbox um, allowing, you know, smart delivery and, and, and all of this different stuff is, you know, is, is changing the ecosystem and, and it's going to affect a lot of these companies bottom, you know, bottom lines, right? They're, they're you know, they're going to lose out on, on money that, you know, historically they were able to capitalize on, um, you know, through the previous generations and, and that sucks. But, you know, at, at the same time, you know, you, you, you have to do what's, you know, right to your consumers and, and you also have to, you know, uh, be able to compete with uh, with other game publishers, and if other game publishers are are going the way that Xbox kind of you know wants them to do with smart delivery and the way that consumers want them to do, then you kind of have to go that same way eventually, and and you know better sooner than later, so you don't so you save yourself the embarrassment you know with public relations and stuff. But yeah, it just makes it all that much worse that um, that, that we are going through a pandemic right now and, and they're continuing to do this. And, um, I, I think I made that, that reference, uh, that reference as well. You know, whenever we heard, um, I, I heard this about control and, uh, I think we also heard, um, 2k doing something kind of similar, yes. uh, with, yeah. with their NBA series. Um, but just to raise up another point, you know, as as the years go on and generation after generation, you know, here recently, you know, there's really been this big shift between buying your games physical versus buying your games digital. And so my question is, do you think that there's enough people that still buy their games uh, physical, at least these, you know, these specific games that were, you know, these Activision games that we're talking about that it, it really is going to bother Activision that much from like a public relations standpoint? 
Because I mean, a lot of a lot of your casual consumers, they're not going to care if they if they purchase their stuff digitally. You know, I agree. And, and you know something that you know, but you know what? If this was being done for both the PlayStation and the Xbox, I would say that you might that you're onto something for mm -hmm. sure. I'm wondering, and Pong, I want to get your opinion on this. Is this a spite tactic that's being done for everyone to see? by Activision regarding Microsoft's way that they do their business being, you know, all for one and one for all. I mean, because that's what it seems like to me. When you completely block out an entire subset of, of gamers that purchase your game purchase this game physically and now are not going to be able to do the upgrade without buying the game again. I, to me, it almost seems spiteful. Now, I know that sounds childish and even minuscule to even suggest such a thing, but wow, it is it is a bit of a head-scratcher during a pandemic. Yeah, you're right, Boom. It is a head-scratcher. I mean, you know, I like to swim in, swim in the uh, lakes of conspiracy uh, as much as the next person does. Um, that seems... It seems a little out of the realm, uh, a little bit, just from the simple fact of why would they, why would they not just charge the extra ten bucks for the physical copy people, just like they've done with the digital copy people? Um, you know, could it possibly be a shot over the bow? Uh, you know, or could it have to do with, you know, Sony obviously having the marketing rights to Call of Duty and they don't want to, you know, uh, muddle that relationship with Sony per se by, you know, charging their physical copy owners uh, a brand new game uh, just to play it on the upgraded. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things at play here. Again, with Activision's, I, I guess, you know, from their history, nothing is out of the possibility. I, I guess I should have probably thought of that at first. I guess Activision could be saying, hey, Microsoft, we don't like you trying to force us to give our you know consumers free upgrades um, through your smart delivery. We don't like you trying to push publishers around or devs around, even though, you know, it seems like the majority are more than willing and happy to do it. Again, we've we've had surprise upgrades after surprise upgrades. Yeah. Uh, you know, without any you know, conversation about them, just, Hey, here it is. So, you know, it, it but it, it is Activision. So it, could this be a warning shot? Could there be some talks behind the scenes that we don't know about that kind of went sideways? And so Activision said, Hey, by the way, physical copy owners of uh, Tony Hawk. Uh, yeah, I guess what on your system, they're going to have to pay for a whole brand new game, but um, it seems kind of, yeah, it, it seems like they're going to, you know, Seems like they might cut themselves this way. Um, you know, not that they care about the negative backlash, but there'll be plenty of people who just simply don't buy the new version on physical and why give up those sales, um, you know, just to spite Microsoft. But again, at the end of the day, we just don't know. But at, no matter what, it's a bad look. Um, it's another, you know, it's another one of the long history of black marks against activision for shady stuff that they do so i guess we'll just chalk it up for uh status quo uh when it comes to those guys yeah i mean listen there's not much more that can be said uh i think they're gonna definitely get some negative uh press for this zemi obviously you work in the business so you can understand that whoever's going to be repping for them was going to have to handle this is going to is going to get a shit storm sent their way there's no doubt about it and you know what good on them uh, because you know what? We've seen these kind of uh, 
terror tactics before that are very unconsumer. And you know what? I, I for me personally, like I said, uh, Activision doesn't release enough for me to uh, to worry about not buying their games. Call of Duty is once a year. Uh, past the single player, I can give a shit. Uh, and, you know something? And, and, and like I said, if you are a fan of, of Activision, I feel bad for you. But it just makes me even more happy when you hear and you think about Bungie leaving them. And getting out from under the, the the nonsense that was known as you know uh, you know what they have going on over there. They, 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 there's a reason why Bungie uh, left, right? I mean, I'm again not making that up, folks. So again, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting interesting to see where this goes and what actually happens next. But I do want to get on to. Topic number one, that was our bites and bits as we welcome in the near 400 people here already. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come and hang out with us on this lovely Tuesday afternoon. And obviously, uh, so let's do some show notes for a second uh, and give you guys the heads up of what's happening this week. Obviously, uh, we're going to have the second uh, helping of the Xbox Factor podcast this Thursday. Fridays, Breakfast with Boom is only going to be a 90-minute show because I'm going to give myself 30 minutes to get myself together, get a drink, maybe get a bathroom break. And then at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are going to be covering uh, the um, the uh, the idea at Xbox uh, Indies event where they're going to be showing gameplay from 25 games and showing over a hundred games in total. I don't know how long that show is going to be. It could be 45 minutes. It could be an hour, but we're going to be streaming that live. So you'd be able to watch it live with sound and hear us react to what they're showing it's the first time I'm doing that. I I, I reached out and, and got all my uh, T's crossed and um, I's dotted to make sure that uh, that it's going to work this time and, and I'm all good to go. So if you want to join us on uh, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this Friday, we're going to be doing uh, a live stream of the Xbox event. Uh, that's They've partnered up with Twitch. And then, of course, we're going to, as soon as that show ends, take about 30 minutes to kind of break down what we saw. And uh, so those are the, that's the shows for the rest of the week. And, of course, if you missed last night's incredible primetime gaming, it is up for you to check out. Uh, but listen, let's move on to the first topic of the show. And before we do that, actually, you got to thank uh, Mika Bell in the chat. Uh, thank you so much for being here. But more importantly, thank you for the generosity. They drop. An outstanding $5 Super Chat. First one of the day. So thank you for your generosity. Now, look, I don't like console war shenanigans. I try to stay away from it. But sometimes, as, as a fan of one system or the other, you get roped in because your social media feed blows up with nonsense. Now, I normally, again, I won't comment on it because I have a live show that I can speak to you folks, and I have a, pa a bunch of panel members here that are going to be able to reiterate uh, and discuss what we're going to bring to the table here. But on March twenty, on March 16th, um, the Xbox wireless headset was released worldwide. The reviews have been nothing short of outstanding, to say the least. As a matter of fact, um, I did a review myself for Zemi Games, ConstantGamer.com. That review is up right now. Is that correct, Zemi? Yes, it is. 
Yes. And of course, you know, Zemi had to do some work on that because I'm not a journalist. So he had the I wrote what I wrote my words and he 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 positioned it in a way. So if anyone should get credit, it's Zemi because he set it up. It looks gorgeous. Um, but yes, I, I, I did give my impressions of it. Uh, and that is up for you at constantgamer.com. That is the website that Zemi has created. Uh, and it's a it's a site that is done. You know what? Why am I talking about it? Zemi, tell everyone about Constant Gamer before we get into the topic. Yeah, I mean, so basically Constant Gamer was was made after like looking around and seeing a lot of different websites and 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 just not really being super satisfied with, you know, how that how how the website, you know, like like, like the culture of the website and how they produce their content and like what mattered to them. And so um, I, I basically came up with the idea, created the site, and Constant Gamer is basically a site like IGN, like Kotaku, like GameSpot. But one of the biggest differences is the amount of you know, objective reporting that we do, right? Um, you know, and, 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 you know, a news article is supposed to be facts and, and, and really facts alone, right? And we don't, you know, mix our uh, opinions and speculations in with, you know, the, the actual facts of the news. We literally just report the news. And then underneath there, we might put a paragraph that's, you know, explicitly labeled our, you know, opinion uh, and put our opinion, you know, down, you know, below. But, but you know, it's it's always you know, that separation between, you know, what actually happened and how we believe, you know, you know, what what we believe is going to happen because of that, right? Which I think a lot of sites don't do. A lot of sites uh, are very, very subjective and very opinion, you know, based and, and, and Constant Gamer is a little bit more objective from that point of view. Well, listen, if, you, if you're looking for that kind of journalism, and I think you should, especially in these times where, Unfortunately, a lot of the newer journalists, uh, the younger journalists generation, and not everyone certainly, believe that their opinion is fact instead of fact over opinion. And uh, I like what they're doing over there. That's why I decided to, uh, to write my review, and hopefully you enjoy what I had to say. But you know, the reason why I brought that up, the reason why we're even in this uh, uh, particular topic to open up the show is because there is, unfortunately... A ridiculous, a ridiculous running narrative that Microsoft somehow duped us into buying this one hundred dollar headset, only to have our the doors closed in our face to that be forced to buy um, the Dolby Atmos app, which is a one time fifteen dollar purchase. Now you do get Dolby Atmos for free for six months. Uh, what's also interesting, and why this—that's why this headset is is worth its its weight in gold—simply is because you get multiple choices on how you want to listen to your gaming experience. You have stereo un uncompromised. You have Windows Sonic for headphones. You also have DTS Headphone X, which is excellent. For me, I've always been a Dolby guy, so if I did not already own the um the Dolby Atmos for headphones, I would have easily paid the $15 to get the better sound. A perfect example of that sound is Gears 5 takes full advantage of Dolby Atmos, including the use of the new headset, which I actually, you see, you see the, the footage I recorded this morning, and it is incredible to listen to. So there were a lot of people, even videos on YouTube were done, 
talking about how uh, you know misinterpreting that you had to pay fifteen dollars a month. Some people even said. Um, again, I, I wanted to get this out there because I'm quite enjoying the headphones, uh, and I think that you know any negativity, you know, you're allowed to have. Maybe they did, but they're hundred dollar headphones. They're not three hundred dollar a fifties. That's that's the reality. So if you want a three hundred three hundred dollar pair of headphones, you can in fact go buy them. So Zemi, I want to go to you first on this. You know, what? Why does this community? And of course, I'm not picking on anybody in particular, but why does this community always try to you know, send a black cloud to all the Xbox gamers when we are enjoying new hardware, accessories, games, or whatever? Why, why does this continue to happen? Because they're bozos. Next okay. question. Excellent. No, well, I mean, no. listen, <laughs> I, I love the answer. I, I, I yeah. love how, how straightforward you are. You know, I, I mean, like, how dare you, Xbox, to release a nine, $99 wireless headset with a feature set that, that, that you really only expect out of, you know, a $200 plus headset? How dare you, you know, and, and, and just not include, you know, uh, Adobe Atmos or Adobe Atmos, right? Like, I, 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 don't, I don't really get it. Um, but you know, it, it's just one of those console war narratives that we see and we, we see them like every single week, every week, it's just a different, it's just a different thing. And, it, and it's all, you know, typically just, uh, either get clicks or, you know, um, make, make someone feel just better about themselves. Right. And, and, and I, I really don't get it. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's nothing, you know, inherently wrong with Xbox not putting in a code to, to use Dolby Atmos in, in the headset. Uh, they're most certainly not the uh, only company that creates a headset that doesn't have a code of, you know, uh, Dolby Atmos. If I'm not mistaken, um, if, you know, we're going under the console war shenanigan narrative, uh, I was looking up a, a PlayStation 5 Pulse uh, headset. And I was looking at the unboxing of that headset, and that also didn't have a code for Adobe Atmos in the box, right? That's correct. I could, and I, I actually own that headset. And no, all you have yeah. is the one choice which Sony has uh, for, for their headset, and that is it. Sure. Yeah. And, and and you know what? And maybe that one choice is absolutely fantastic. I don't know. I I haven't I haven't experienced the it. The headphones it are good. They're, they're, um, they're, they're certainly good. But listen, again, it's one it's one sound choice uh, or one sound option only. Sure. Yeah. But but did we hear all of these people come out and and yell at Sony and and, and make all you know all of a fuss because they didn't include Adobe Atmos code in their in their headset? I don't remember hearing about it. No, right? and you didn't hear anybody complain that they complained so, that these actually what they said is these are the greatest headphones ever. Yeah, I mean, so what's so what's the problem, right? Like, like you know, if we're not complaining about it for Sony's headset, why are we complaining about it for Xbox? I mean, really and truly, it's just it's it's it, I really think it's just to push you know those those console war narratives and shenanigans and for you know for you know some it's it's to just get those clicks to 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 rake in the advertisement money and then for others it's just to make themselves feel better about purchasing a Sony headset or you know whatever it may be if, if Xbox is guilty of any sin with this headset it's that they didn't produce enough uh enough of them they, they yeah. didn't make enough of the of the things, right? Like that's the only sin that I, I really think that they're guilty of so far from what I've seen. And that would actually be the best point possible because they are still hard to find. My brother still hasn't gotten his pair and he's been trying. Uh, they come in, you know, you you, know, you, you follow someone like uh, uh, Wario64, he throws it up there and in seconds uh, they're sold out. 
Uh, I, I was again, I was very fortunate enough to get mine uh, live on the air. As a matter of fact, I've been very lucky like that recently. I got my X like that and I got my headphones uh, from the from the Microsoft store live on the air. And, and I was in and again, I'm quite enjoying them. I really think that they are worth their money. And again, are there better headphones? Sure. But not for the price. Certainly not yeah. for the price. That is that is definitely. And if you want to know my uh, my opinion on it, definitely go to constantgamer.com and check that out um, for it's sure. Right but on the homepage, right there on the homepage. There you. Well, look at that. Yep. Thank you, brother. Appreciate. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, and hope again. Hopefully, people enjoy. But uh, Pong, let's get your opinion on it again. Not not a big not the biggest topic of the show for sure. Uh, but one I think that that's worthy of a conversation simply because um, we are seeing more and more that uh, there's a certain subset of the community that is uh, that is panicking. Uh, that Xbox is doing all of the right things. They're making all of the right moves. Game Pass is everyone. As a matter of fact, if you think about it, in the last week since it's been announced, how many people in this community are beside themselves over the moon excited about Outriders because it's in Game Pass? You know, this is coming off of the Bethesda announcement. This is coming off of the FPS boost for free. This is coming off of 20 Bethesda games in Game Pass the next day. And the hits keep coming. You know, we have the, the 26th event, which which we're probably going to get some big announcements in regards to release dates. Hell, we may even get some games in Xbox Game Pass the day of the show. So why does this continue? And are, 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 do, do you find it to be almost laughable that people are complaining, not that the headset is shit, that you actually, if you want to, and you are someone like myself who's an, I don't consider myself an auto, audiophile. No, I don't because, I, but I do like Dolby. So I, when, when I, before I bought this headset and another headset, I paid $15 because I thought it was worth it. What is the big deal about buying the better of, and again, take nothing away from DTS um, Headphone X or Windows for Sonic, uh, Windows Sonic for headphones. Those are great, great sound uh, options. Why Why the hubbub? These, <clears throat> okay, I'm going to try to phrase this correctly here. Uh, these sad individuals are trying to fill empty places in their life by being energy drains on this community or trying to and it's a pick your poison with these people either they're intellectually dishonest or they're willfully ignorant okay one of the two and to try to continue to run with these let's just say it stupid narratives that something like having the option of dolby atmos on a set of headsets for a one one time license fee of $15 when some of them were even trying to state that it was going to be a subscription. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <So sad>. Okay. <laughs> something, something that has been known for what, three years, four years now, this, this is not new. Dolby Atmos has been a one-time license fee for three to four years, ever yeah. since, you know, equipment has been coming out with the ability to use Dolby Atmos. So again, these people, I wish, I wish the rest of the community would ostracize these people when they do something like this because they get exactly what they want. Whether you quote tweet them, whether you you know do, you, you you 
you know, you go behind the scenes and talk about them. That's exactly what they want when they put this kind of ridiculous narrative out there. And again, why they hate uh, Microsoft and Xbox so much, I have no idea. This is this is a company. No company is our friend, but they put out products that, again, drive the industry. And again, I have a preference this generation, and that happens to be Xbox. But I love and enjoy all games, right? I, I don't buy Nintendo stuff, but I don't sit around thinking about how I can trash Nintendo because I respect Nintendo for what they do. And I respect the, the entertainment they provide people. And that's what all these companies are doing. Yes, we are all consumers. They want to sell us stuff. They are in the business to make money, but that business happens to be providing us a hobby, which is incredibly fun and more and more people are getting into. So again, these people that try to push this garbage uh, uh, should, again, be ostracized, put to the corner because any energy that they get, whether positive or negative, is what they feed off of. And I can't stand it because this this kind of just – it they do, like you said, boom, try to bring down any good news that yeah. so happens to come to Xbox. And it's time to put that childish behavior away. Okay, we are these are grown adults doing this, supposedly, right? But but they don't handle themselves as adults. They can't even have a discussion about how something may be good. But again, the focus of this is the Dolby Atmos. For everybody out there who doesn't know, it is an optional service that you can buy for a one-time $15 license agreement, which goes to multiple devices. So if you buy that license and then you happen to buy a sound bar that supports Dolby Atmos, you will have the ability to use Dolby Atmos on that as well. So again, that needs to be understood. And I, I, you know, again, like you said, boom, this is a small topic. It's something, unfortunately, that has infected this community. Um, and we got to find a way to root it out because as gamers, we should all just be enjoying what is going to be, I believe, the golden age of gaming right now. And we have so much good stuff coming out across every company that we should all be celebrating and not trying to do this thing where we tear down the other community because for whatever reason we want to, you know, we want to garner that kind of negative you know, energy back. Uh, we should not be trying to do that. We should be trying to pump it up because competition is good for everybody. I hope in the next set of headphones that Sony comes out with, they offer the option to buy Dolby Atmos because right now they don't have it. Right. So this should maybe wake them up. Yeah. If you know that I've got the, I've, I was lucky enough like you boom to get the pair of Xbox headphones, love them for a hundred dollars. This is a great fantastic pair of headphones that I am really enjoying. You get six months free of Dolby Atmos with your purchase. And if you don't want to continue after that point with Dolby Atmos, if you don't think it's worth it, so be it. You don't have to resubscribe to the $15 one-time license. That's okay. Nope. You, you can easily just go right to the, the, the options. And, and yep. there's actually a super chat that comes in from uh, Andrew Cullion, who says, I'm confused. Do you have to have Dolby Atmos? The answer nope. is no, you do not. No, nope, there, nope. Is, there are four options that include include Dolby Atmos once you own the app. And once the six months run out, if you don't want to renew it, then don't renew it. You have Windows Sonic for headphones. You have DTS Headphone X. And of course, the uncompromised stereo. 
So there are multiple options, and the DTS is fantastic. Yep. It is. And even the regular, just the regular sound is fantastic. I've been fooling around with the EQ settings, not using Dolby Atmos, because not every game even supports Dolby Atmos, but I've been fooling around with the the EQ and these these headphones are worth a lot more than than the $99 that they're that they're charging right now that they have great sound I, I came from a set of A50s I used A50s for about four years and these are comparable okay I'm not gonna say in every aspect but for a hundred dollars you cannot go wrong versus three hundred dollars okay so if you're looking for a great pair of headphones for $99. This is it. And again, please people out there in the chat, people listening to this, stop giving these guys attention. Stop giving them any kind of energy. They're not worth it. Mute block and move on with your life because these people are just here to try to bring you down to their level. And I personally don't allow it to happen. I, I wish everybody would do the same. No, and, that's, and that's a great point. Great point. Yeah. Real quick, Shane Jawanski in the chat. Uh, uh, I, I said Jawaski uh, in the chat drops an outstanding five dollars super chat. Hey, Shane, thanks for being here, brother, and thanks for the generosity. He says this, and this is this is terrible too. I'm less happy about having to pay seventy pounds for my cloud saves each year than my one payment of the, uh, uh, for for Atmos. Wow, $70 a year for cloud saves. That is awful. I didn't even know that was a thing. Thankfully, I don't, I don't have to do that. I'm sorry that you do. That's that's terrible. But I do want to move on to the the next topic. And this, this one is pretty interesting. Again, sometimes when news doesn't punch you in the face, you got to kind of look for things. You know, you, you, you got to search out the news. This one is interesting. Now, it is. It is I'm just going to say it right now. It is a bit suggestive. I don't have any, you know, Microsoft didn't hit me up in the, you know, in, in, in uh, you know, the, the, the Blackboard or DMs and be like, hey, listen, I got a secret for you, but don't tell anyone, but tell someone. But listen, one of the strong suits for Xbox, and I'm sorry if you hear noise in the background because they're cutting trees, like literally right outside. What did, what did those trees do? <laughs> I, I don't know what they did, but I, I, this, is, this is very unusual. I mean, like, why right now are they cutting trees? Why not this morning? Or why not afterwards? <laughs> this is unbelievable. So if you hear some noise, I'm going to mute it while I'm not talking so you don't hear it. I apologize. I can't get these guys out of here until they're done, so I'm sorry. But one of the strong suits for Xbox in the past has been who they collab with. And when it comes to marketing the Xbox platform, they did just that. And last week, we started to see they have teamed up with Disney for Marvel's Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, series that just started last Friday, and it was fantastic. If you're a fan of either of these characters, you definitely got to check it out. It was really well done. Now, just for clarity... And transparency, as of this show, there is no official announcement from Xbox or Disney or Marvel of an exclusive Captain America game coming for the Xbox Series X or S. But I want to point out the logo change of the Xbox Twitter account is a Captain America shield 
the, uh, di- the, made of Xbox Series X and S controllers that are, of course, red, white, and blue. And their heading has also been changed to the advert of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now, normally, when when the Xbox account makes drastic changes to their social media, there's usually some underlining meeting, and occasionally, and I just mean occasionally, manifests later down the road. Now, granted... What we're talking about here is a bit of a stretch for sure, but this is a conversation, Zemi, that you remember that we have had multiple times. I have, look, I'm going to say this right now. When Microsoft does something well, I cheer them. I go out of my way to make the, my, my voice the loudest, and I have a pretty loud voice because I, that's my favorite brand. When they do something that is questionable, I will look at it from multiple points of views, and if they need to be put on blast, I will then do that. But I have been very vocal about several things that Microsoft has not done. And getting an elite superhero exclusive is one of those things that they need to fix. Now, I get it. 36 teams... 23 studios, boom, what do you want? They just bought Bethesda. Well, I'm like every other consumer out there. I want more. And you know something? There are a couple of um, genres that are missing from the portfolio of Xbox. And two of them I'm not going to get into because we're going to talk about this at a later show because, again, I'm still going to be beating this drum. We don't have any kid-friendly platformers. So, i.e., Banjo-Kazooie, get it done. We don't have any fighters, uh, but they own Killer Instinct. And as a matter of fact, you know, thanks to somebody in the community who brought who made an incredible pitch about, uh, uh, you know, a new fighting game that starred many of the Xbox uh, characters. We're going to actually use it as a topic for this Thursday. So I want to come back around to that. But we have Killer Instinct and we haven't had a new one since 2013. But the superhero game. Listen. Um, we saw what, what Square Enix did, and and more important, importantly, you know what they didn't do with Marvel's Avengers. I, pl- I I played it the other day with the update, and you know something, the game is pretty awful. It's boring as f, and that is why they, that's why even with the update, even with the new character Hawkeye, who which by the way looks like a, a vagabond. I mean, like you couldn't spend the money to give the guy a decent outfit. He looks like someone who walked off the street and says, "Yeah, I know how to shoot a bow." So I'm part of the Avengers. Let's go. It's awful. It's awful. It's just it's just no forethought. But getting back to the point here, I think it's time that Microsoft drop or back up the truck, make a deal with Disney, and get an exclusive character like a Captain America. I mean, they're obviously working together with this Falcon and the Winter Soldier deal. I mean, who wouldn't want to see a Captain America game. They had a couple of one, uh, a one come out a couple of years ago on the Xbox 360 that no one played. That was awesome. Now, granted, you know, Insomniac does Spider-Man. They, do, they did Miles Morales, which is a masterpiece. They're going to do Spider-Man 2. So you know what you're going to get with those, right? You're going to be swinging around the city, you're saving people, chasing pigeons, you know, getting backpacks. I like all that stuff. But I would love a Winter Soldier-esque gritty Captain America game to come out, and I think Microsoft has the chops to do it. And I'm even going to go crazy and say that I would love to see the Coalition make this game. 
Uh, Zemi, let's go to you first on this. Again, this is a bit of a stretch for sure, but first of all, I always say where there's smoke, there's fire. That's just my opinion. They're working together now. Looks like they potentially might have something down the line. But do you want to see Microsoft get their own superhero exclusive, someone like a Captain America? And more importantly, do you think that they need it? Um, you know, I, I, I don't think that they need it. I, I really, really don't. Um, and as far as do I want to see it happen, you know, not not really to if i'm going to be honest um not really boo um, I, I know it boo 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 uh do do i think that it makes marketing sense uh yeah i mean you know i, I think I, I think it matters more on who you have making the game than than so much what you know what the game is right um you know obviously for me personally i i would probably like to see other superheroes um before captain america like iron man uh, i really really enjoy iron man uh so i would probably be more uh I, I would just prefer an iron man game above a captain america game i'm sure i'm gonna get some boost for that too oh they're booing uh, you right now I, <laughs> hey you know i i can't change these things <laughs> Oh, I can. I'm just not going to. I'm Future not, I'm generations gonna, I'm gonna in the chat. Face. He actually says something. He, this, he, well, Zemi, you couldn't play this game. But Future Generation says, how about Xbox does a spawn game? Hello. I'm all with that. But Zemi wouldn't play it because it has demons and he wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to take it. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a scaredy cat. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, from from marketing perspective, I think it makes sense. I think it honestly, in some ways, might make more sense to to reach out. Uh, to the DC, th you know, to the DC side of things, if they could potentially, and maybe get one of those IPs, um, you know, something that 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 maybe rivals the popularity of Spider-Man more. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, Captain America is you know popular, but is it as popular as Spider-Man? You know. Um, oh, I, you know what it is? It's it, right now the MCU is hot, and, and I'm not saying that DC. Sure. I mean, like, and obviously, if you if you missed out on it, and you really should watch it, the, uh, Zack Snyder's The Justice League. It was a freaking masterpiece. It were really, I mean, it's four hours and seven minutes long. I thought it was fantastic. Mrs. Boomstick thought it was a little too long, and they, but you know, listen, that that is what it is. Um, but I still but, think that Marvel's is hot. No, no, it for sure. It 110% for sure is. And, and as to like the studio, I would like to see make this, uh, you know, if it even, you know, if it happened, right. Um, it, I, I think the coalition is a great choice because I, I think, you know, you are, you know, like you and me, like, I think we both really want to see what the coalition is capable of doing other than gears of war. And I think that they would definitely be capable of, of doing this game, but just to add in another one and you know, this is completely a cheat, but I would love to see Xbox acquire a Sobo and then have them do this because they are such a talented team, man. Like they, yeah. like they, they've really shown their developer chops with, you know, both a plague tale and, and flight simulator. I, I think it would be really, really interesting to see what they would uh, be able to do with a superhero game. Uh, so it's not super, you know, it's not really in my bag of, uh, of what I would like to see come to the Xbox brand, but you know, for sure. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Okay. I mean, listen, you're entitled to your opinion, right? And obviously Captain America doesn't jump off the plate for you. For me, it does. Cause he's my favorite hero. I, I love everything what he stands for. That's sort of whole, the, the American way and all this. I'm just talking about his, his sense of justice America. is, you know, his sense of, 
of morality where his where there 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 really is there is a right and a wrong there kind of really isn't a gray I, that that's just me in a nutshell I, I i just like what he stands for and i like that he's always looking out for the little guy that's just me but punk so let's get your opinion on this look I, again there's nothing here we have we have uh, this is a, a stretch at best but i just think that you know what uh, you know, there have been a couple of articles written about this. Like, you know, wouldn't it be a good time for Microsoft to get their own exclusive with this partnership? Again, is it going to happen? Probably not. Should it happen? It absolutely should. My question is, would you like to see a Captain America game? More importantly, who would you like to see make it? All right, boom. So I'm going to hijack this conversation a little bit here, kind of like Zemi did, right? So um, <laughs> so here's the deal. Uh, I'm going to bring some personal love into this. Um, and so I'm going to say, yes, for sure. I, I believe that Microsoft definitely could use a superhero game, right? For sure. 100%. They generally do well. Uh, Avengers, uh, obviously an outlier, uh, when it comes to superhero games, uh, not doing very well or, you know, below expectations. Um, so again, set that aside for a minute. Here's, here's my deal. Uh, timing is everything, right? So we've got Falcon and the winter soldier out right now. Uh, Avengers seemingly has, has run its course through the movies and, you know, peaked in popularity. So I'm looking towards the future and something more realistic um, that would give some time uh, while Marvel is working on it for a studio to develop a game to go along with it and hit uh, roughly around the same time with great impact. Yeah, so, makes sense. Yeah, so here's what I'm looking at. Feige uh, has been thankfully teasing because, again, this is a personal love of mine. Uh, Avengers was always second fiddle to this group when I was growing up. And again, I know it depends on what area of the country or world you were in, but they were always second fiddle uh, until Marvel screwed them all up. Okay. But Feige has been teasing about rebooting X-Men. Okay. Ah, yeah. And they're, they're going to call it the mutants supposedly. Okay. Which is the, what the original title uh, was supposed to be. I think that that would be a huge franchise to jump on because people are going to be looking for the next big thing um, now that Avengers has peaked and obviously uh, gained worldwide popularity through the roof, bigger than probably even they ever thought it would. So if they can do the X-Men right, finally, please, please, I'm begging, I'm begging the gods right now, please let them do this right. X-Men could regain their form as one of the best franchises Marvel owns. And to go along with that, to have at Microsoft, who seems to be, you know, obviously they got the marketing deal uh, with Marvel right now. So, you know, they're talking. So why not go ahead and talk about doing an exclusive game to release roughly around the same time. So they've just been teasing the mutants right now. Yeah. So they're probably not even in production. They probably don't even have the script fully written, uh, even if it is written right now. So you're talking about probably two, three years down the road, plenty of time for a studio yeah. to get up and run. Plenty of time to make the game. Yep. Yep. Correct. So I think you go with the X-Men. I think you work out on a deal for exclusivity there. And as far as the studio, now I went way outside the box with this one. Uh, I looked at all the studios underneath the umbrella now, and there is a lot, and there's a lot of people qualified to do it, but a lot of them have big giant, you know, 
big giant games already in development um, and their teams are, are, you know, obviously working to get those pushed out in the next couple years. So I would try to find a team that may be working on a project, but maybe that project could be, you know, have a pause put on it and go ahead and move over to something like this. So I'm going roundhouse roundhouse studios for a lot of people who don't know, uh, is the former, all the former employees of human head studios. Okay. When human head studios closed up, all the employees, uh, contacted Zenimax, contacted Bethesda and said, Hey, we're looking for a new home, but we want to stay together as a team. And Bethesda loved what they heard, loved what they saw, and they brought them underneath the, uh, that umbrella and formed uh, Roundhouse Studios. Now, Roundhouse Studios, Human Head Studios, I should say, uh, for those of you that don't know, were the original developers of Prey 2006, which was an amazing Which game. was dope, dude. Oh, my God. Amazing. Now, their follow-up game admittedly did not hit. That was Rune 2. Okay. Um, and it, it did not do well ratings wise. There was still obviously some love there because there's a lot of people from the PC that loved ruin one. So they did get some love. They didn't do too bad, but admittedly the critics didn't like it and it didn't hit, but that was a third person action RPG, right? So they've done that. They've done the first person with prey. Uh, this team has been around for a very long time. These are established developers, um, and so what I would see, I'd love to see roundhouse take on a project when they, uh, were acquired, or I should say brought together underneath, uh, the new studio by Bethesda, they started on an unannounced project right away. That was back in 2019. Okay. So they're about two years into that project, whatever it is, but it has not been announced at all. So again, don't know what that project is, but they could certainly put pause on that and start development or, you know, break off a piece of the team, start the initial production, which, you know, obviously takes a while to get that going and development um, and then finish it, whatever game they're doing now, and then move over to X-Men. But that's my idea. That's where I'd like to see them go. I mean, dude, I, I love the path you, you you let us down. I mean, listen, the reason why I decided to bring this up is I, I, because obviously, you know, with the advertising, I immediately equated this. We, we got to get a Marvel exclusive. Now, the X-Men being with Xbox seems like a match made in heaven, right? Like, I mean, they can even have Wolverine's claws made into an X. You know what I'm saying? On the side of, oh, a, yeah. of a console or the something. The marketing so would be incredible. It would. It, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's literally just jumping off the page in my yeah, mind. But, so you're but you, know, you know what would look better on that on that beautiful uh, Xbox Series uh, X? You What's know, that, that big, black, beautiful console. A Ghost Rider that, head? No, the white Punisher logo and have Coalition oh. make it. Well, you um, know what? I, I, yeah. I you know, I yeah. can't, I can't argue that point. I, I think that where, yeah, I, I, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm the host, and I just got thrown off my own show because the Punisher <laughs> game sounds dope, and the X Men yeah. game sounds better. So, listen. Uh, but the, no, the, honestly, the reason why I brought it up is because one of the sites that I constantly get. Um, um, information from is from Game Rant. Now, I don't know if people go, how many people go to that. I like Game Rant. I like their writers. Uh, you know, every now and again, they write something that's questionable, but for the most part, um, th they do good work. Uh, but what they said in the article talking about the super, uh, you know, a Mar a Marvel exclusive was what's clear from the trailers, ads, and the very title itself are that the, that the two characters are teaming up, which practically begs for a game with an ally AI alongside them 
for the entire fight or, of course, co-op. And it says this, there are even chances for a hypothetical hypothetical game to demonstrate these characters separately. Side quests, personal quests could help flesh out each character's background and story. And uh, listen, again, they brought it up. I thought it was worthy of a conversation. We have uh, f- almost 550 people here. So hopefully you are, in fact, enjoying today's show. And again, we don't know if they're going to uh, do a Marvel exclusive. I, I Again, I, I know people from Xbox listen. And, and we can't complain. At least I certainly can't complain of the amount of gifts they have been giving us as gamers. As Xbox gamers, we have been spoiled rotten. So for me to even suggest, hey, how dare you, Phil Spencer, don't have a Marvel superhero game, I should be ashamed of myself. But you know what? I'm honestly not because I want to see them sew up many of the holes that they still have in their portfolio. Like I said in the opening of this topic, a superhero exclusive is one of them. A platformer, a family-friendly platformer, which they have the IP to deliver with Banjo-Kazooie, and a fighter, a, you know, a, a, a proper Killer Instinct 2 where you can bring in guest characters like they do for Mortal Kombat, and you see how well that has sold. Those are the three holes that they have. Hopefully, maybe in the next couple of uh, you know months or even... You know, I would say the next couple of months leading up to E3 2021 that we get some sort of some sort of a clarification on one, maybe two. And if I want to be greedy, all three of these holes that need to be filled for sure. Uh, before I move on to the next topic and this one, I think is going to get a lot of people excited. Uh, Tim Swoop in the chat drops a very generous final super chat. And he asks a great question. Hey, boom and panel. When do you think people will be able to buy a Series X and S in the store? You know what, dude? That is a that's the question of the month, question of 2021. Um, I have a feeling that we heard reports that you won't be able to walk into a store and get a box off the shelf until after June. I don't know if that's true or not, but man, it is. Look. The only thing I could suggest if you're still looking for one is please go over to Twitter and follow and and, and hit the bell icon for Wario64. Even D-Batch of RDX has been doing an incredible job of posting when he gets these alerts. And people have thanked him publicly about, hey, thanks, D, and thanks, Wario. I was able to get a console because you put it out there. They're both legit dudes. And if you're looking, you're still looking for a console, definitely uh, follow them on Twitter. And certainly hit the bell icon so when they make a post, especially, you know, about these consoles, because they go quick, that you'll be able to find one. Uh, Pete Sherry uh, in the uh, Shirey, I think I, I said it wrong again. Pete, I apologize. Thank you so much for being here, Pete. And thank you for the uh, five dollars of chat and he says this social media is blessing uh, is, is a blessing and a curse indeed it is dude he says a lot of good info and news but a lot of unnecessary hate be good to each other people life is too short and you know something pete that's a great quite great quote i mean listen hasn't this world's horrendousness with COVID-19 taught us anything that we really should just be nice to each other and be happy you got out of bed unassisted? I mean, like, seriously. I mean, if, if what has happened in front of us does not change your path, 
then you really need some help. I'm going to be honest with you. So thank you for the $5 super chat. Thanks for the comment, Pete. Definitely appreciate that. Nightwolf, 3186, generous friend of the show, good friend of Booms. He drops an outstanding $5 super chat. And you'll like this, um, uh, Pong. He says, if not a Captain America game, how about an X-Men Legends game with, with the new console Gen Tech or a Hulk Ultimate Destruction? Do you remember Hulk Ultimate Destruction, how dope that was? I mean, he put boxing gloves of cars on his hands to beat down people. I mean, who doesn't like that? Um, he drops another outstanding and very generous files of Jen says, I love Cap, but my only worry for the game for him is the traversal. Yeah, that's that, you know, yeah, that he is he's doing a lot of running around. I mean, he's in good shape, so he can do it, but I see your point. I would it, it wouldn't work in an open world game, but maybe a sim a, sm a similar size to God of War. Now, that's interesting. Yeah, an, an open world, but not. Uh, Dan Lazaro drops a very generous five dollar super chat. Dan, welcome to the show. He says, Captain America and Iron Man are boring. Get Batman. <laughs> I mean, listen, you can't argue that. Uh, wow, we have a lot of Super Chats come in. Uh, Paul Grant, good friend of the show, he drops an outstanding $5 Super Chat. says, hey, Boom and Panel, just wondering, is Breakfast with Boom uh, change days? Don't get me wrong. I love Xbox Factor. I'm just curious. No, 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 no it's not changing. Breakfast with Boom is on Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, this particular week only. We're doing a 90-minute show instead of a full two-hour show because at noon, I'm coming back to do a, a special edition of the Xbox Factor podcast to cover the uh, ID at Xbox event that's happening. Uh, so you're getting two shows on Friday rather than the one. So don't worry, Paul. Uh, he just another uh, $2 Super Chat says, oh, keep up the great content. Love it all. Well, thanks, Paul. Definitely appreciate the generosity. We have one from... Killer Killanitis. Yeah, drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says Microsoft should make an Unreal Tournament game. I tell you, you know what? I, I like that, but you know what they should do? A new Quake is what they should do. Antoine Williams drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says, could make a 2D X-Men throwback for now. Man, I will take you know what I would take, Pong and, and Zemi? Yep. Yep. I would take the X-Men arcade. Yep. Redone like they're doing the turtles. Please, can someone get on this? Yep. Can I let's do it? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I have <laughs> uh, have the same team that did uh, uh, Battletoads. Uh, I forget their studio name. God, why well, can't I think of it? Uh, Dalala Studios. Yeah, Dalala. Yep. Yeah. Have Dalala. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I I I like what you're putting down for sure. Uh, but listen, let let's move on to the last topic of the show, and this one is interesting. You see it in the thumbnail. Um, top, topic number three comes to us, uh, um, and uh, I think I think there's some there's there's definitely some fire here where there's smoke. You know, with many of the Yakuza titles, uh, the Yakuza titles coming to Xbox Game Pass in recent months, many fans of the anime-inspired Persona Five that is currently not available on the Xbox Series X or S are asking. When will it finally arrive on the Xbox platform? Well, thanks to Industry Insider, known as Special Ed, we have new information that, according to his sources, the once PlayStation 4 exclusive is heading not only to Xbox, 
but it's going to launch directly into Xbox Game Pass. In a story pulled from comicbook.com, they're reporting that back in February, Xbox Insider and industry leaker Special Ed, and spelled S-H-P-E-S-H-A-L-E-D, relayed, um, relayed word that Microsoft was working on more uh, Sega games to come to Xbox Game Pass and a Xbox Game Pass Ultimate on the back of the success that they have seen with the Yakuza series. Fast forward to this morning, or actually yesterday, and the insider quote tweeted this claim with an image of Persona 5 with an Xbox logo in the middle of it. Now, it's worth noting that the leaker doesn't outright claim Persona 5 is guaranteed to be coming to Xbox Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate, but it is heavily implied and how everyone, including myself, has interpreted this tease. Now, considering the solid relationship that Microsoft currently has with Sega, it seems to me like a no-brainer to put Persona 5 to, uh, on Xbox and to have it finally come to this platform where, listen, there are... I, I bought Persona 5 on the PlayStation 4, and I was talking to the guys in the green room before. After the 17th train ride, I realized that it just was not for me. But just because the game isn't for Boom does not mean that there isn't millions of Xbox gamers that would love to have this game come to the platform. And we do have someone on the panel that's a big fan of it. Pong Sol, I want to go to you first on this. First of all, are you a fan of the Persona franchise? But more importantly, what are the ramifications of this huge PS4 exclusive potentially being released on the Xbox, but more importantly, into Xbox Game Pass? Yeah, absolutely, Boom. Uh, my my love for Persona goes back to actually uh, Shin Megami Tensei uh, 3 on Nocturne, uh, Nocturne, which came out on PS2 back in the day. Um, Persona is a spinoff of that original series, which was Japanese only uh, for the longest time. Um, and they brought, uh, they ported a bunch over to the 3DS, um, etc. And then they spun off Persona. And then Persona 3 came out on a PS2. Um, and that's really where I, I started with the actual franchise. Um, and my favorite one is Persona 4 Golden on the Vita. It was one of my favorite. Uh, A lot of people. My, at, at, yeah. And most people will tell you Persona, 5, Persona 4 Golden was their yeah. favorite on yeah. the Vita. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just absolutely incredible. I actually had the PSTV as well, and that was compatible. So I used to be able to play it on my big screen. Uh, so I really, really love it. It's one of my favorite JRPGs of all time. Admittedly, like you said, boom, it's not for everybody. Um, it is the crazy, wacky uh, Japanese-style game, and it has a ton of you know, going to school and all yeah. sorts of, you know, <laughs> which, which... <laughs> Riding the train. Yes, yes. My my brother, my brother from another Mav, aka Fun Speculation, will tell you he's a big JRPG lover, but he cuts it off at, at having to go back to school all the time. So, so <laughs> I understand. Uh, but I, again, this is the uh, this is the one of those pieces to the puzzle that Phil's been talking about. We've talked about forever that that obviously the Japanese and Asian markets are important to him. These types of games coming into the Xbox ecosystem are extremely important uh, to create that diversity uh, that 
that uh, Game Pass platform needs, right? N not every movie on Netflix is for everybody. What they have is something for everybody. And, and that's what Xbox is trying to do here. And so getting a series like Persona, I, I still can't believe that it's not here uh, due to the Already. fact that, yeah. yeah, due to the fact that, you know, Sega does own Atlas now. I can't believe Sega has not strong arm. Atlas has been stubborn about uh, putting these games on Xbox for whatever reason. Maybe it's due to, to the fact that they don't believe that there's a huge market for it. But again, until you put your games out there, just like Sega did with Yakuza, Yakuza has been a Sony staple forever. Yeah. What happens? They drop Yakuza in the Game Pass, and all of a sudden you find a whole new group of Yakuza lovers. I've seen people on Twitter that swear they have never touched a Yakuza game before because they did not think that they would be interested and they went straight to like a dragon which is more classic turn-based style jrpg than the action-based regular yakuza franchise is and they actually love it okay um people are finding new games through game pass and to get persona 5 uh in this ecosystem would be huge and i would love to see the back catalog of whatever they can do, because they've done some HD remasters and stuff, also come along with that and introduce a whole new group of people to the magic that is Persona. Again, some people will try it, not like it. We get that. But the point of fact is you need these type of games, not just to grow here, but to grow elsewhere in the world because they want the Game Pass platform on as many devices in the world as possible. And let me tell you, Persona games, JRPG games are accessible. They are one of the most accessible, accessible genres to play on mobile to play on tablet it's 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 a much easier game than like let's say a first person shooter now i know first person shooters across the world are played on mobile personally i can't do it <laughs> i just i just can't i need my big screen for my first person shooters but give me a jrpg i'll play that on my mobile all day long that's no big deal that's just like playing on a 3ds well, it, it fits the screen size for sure yeah yeah it does not matter right so it's just really easy when you get into those types of games but again it's important to their worldwide goals that they have that they continue to bring these types of new experiences into game pass and now that their relationship seems to be stronger than ever with sega it, it is time that sega puts the hammer to atlas and gets those games on the xbox and i think like you said boom where there's smoke there is fire and, and i think eventually we are going to see this and we'll cross our fingers that they bring like persona 4 golden over and all those because there are some really great games within this franchise and i'd love to see uh shin uh, megami tensei also come over eventually because they just dropped i think they're doing uh, another uh, remaster and they uh announced it for ps4 i'd love to see that come over to the xbox family as well again great series people who have not tried them if you have access to them go play them um, but we are going to hope and continue to hope that they're coming and dropping into game pass and i think eventually it will happen especially persona 5 i think that will be the test um it is the most successful one that they they've had in that franchise even above uh, persona 4 golden um and so i believe that they will drop that and see how it goes and if it gets the reception that the yakuza's did then i think we might see um a little change of heart from atlas for the rest of their uh, library coming over 
You know, you make a lot of you make a lot of sense, and but we also have to look at the bigger picture here. Uh, as great as it would be for a fan like you to have it come to the Xbox, and the, and potentially it's it's going to be a niche title, right? So you're going to get maybe one, two, three million people to play. It's in Game Pass, so people go, "Why the hell? Why not try it?" But I think that at the end of the day, what they're trying to do in places like Japan, like Korea, where xCloud is going to be their f- their foot in the door, so to speak, having having IPs like this in Game Pass is big. It's a necessity. Sure. It's a necessity boom at this point. Because again, yeah. if you're if you're going to get people to actually get interested over there, since Western style games aren't as big, you have to have these t- types of games in there for sure. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Real quick, Jesse Darby in the chat drops a $5 super chat and says, how about a Howard the Duck game? Yeah, you know what? I mean, it's a little weird. I, I don't know how that would go. <laughs> but I see your point. Howard the, Howard the Duck is kind of cool. But How about a Howard the Duck Conquer crossover? Oh, now you're talking. Oh, yeah, now now you're go. talking. Now we're, we might be onto something here. Semi Games, let's get your, your, your opinion about... about uh, Persona 5. Listen, this is a yep. game that many people want to see come to the platform. And like Yakuza, which never made its way over here until just recently. You know, Phil, we know, went over to Japan since 2018 over a dozen times. It's probably two times that because a lot of stuff we, we don't, I don't know when he travels, but I know that he's been spending a lot of time in that region of the world trying mm-hmm. to handshake deals. Do you, how big of a deal do you think Persona would be for Xbox? I think it would be a really, really uh, big deal. You know, uh, specifically the reason that you just highlighted right there is, you know, helping uh, X, uh, Xbox reach into the Japanese market with uh, with xCloud and, and Xbox Game Pass and so on and so forth, right? And, and you know, maybe even give that, that little extra reason as to why a consumer in that region might actually go and pick up a console. Um, of course, they would probably be more likely to play on their smartphone and so on and so forth. But, you know, having this extra, you know... Uh, um, you know, title definitely pushes, uh, you know, that, that, that those people in that market to, to adopt the Xbox brand. So huge from that point of view. Um, I, you know, as far as my experience with persona, I've never played it. Right. Uh, I remember seeing it a long time ago, like, uh, like one of the older persona games, maybe persona three or persona four, like in game informer. And I didn't have a PlayStation. I kind of wanted to play it, but you know, I never got to, uh, and here recently where I just bought my PS5, I have um, seen Persona. I actually looked up a Let's Play of Persona 5 on YouTube, and it looked really, really good. And so <clears throat> I'm currently planning on uh, playing that here in the uh, in the coming weeks, months, whenever I get to it. I have a lot of games over on that system to work, you know, to make my way through. Um, but but I'm super, really heavily interested in, in jumping into Persona 5, and I think it would be absolutely amazing to have that over. Over on the Xbox ecosystem, you know, uh, but there's really no reason why it should be a Sony exclusive, a PlayStation exclusive. Um, and I, I think that there are uh, enough people that are fans of uh, those Japanese, um, you know, style kind of games uh, and JRPGs over here in America, you know, and more importantly on Xbox, that it would make a lot of sense to put Persona 5 on um, on, you know, on this system. But one thing that that really excites me more than anything is that them doing this similar to how they did with Yakuza 
would potentially help level the, the, the historical exclusive playing field that Sony has been doing, you know, for all of these years, right? And, you know, by reducing down, you know, the number of exclusives that Sony can, you know, stick their flag into, hopefully it will push them to, to, to being more competitive and, 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 and maybe purchasing some, some additional studios or just having their, you know, teams that they currently have start production on even more games. Uh, that way, you know, the consumer keeps winning. You know, we say it so often, you know, on this, you know, on this podcast and several people say it on other podcasts, but you know, when, when, you know, uh, when there's competition, the consumers win and Xbox getting persona five over to their, you know, to their platform is, is raising that, that, that amount of competition, right? It's raising the bar, uh, and, and, and Sony's going to have to try to jump over that bar. And when that happens, competition gamers win. And I think that's what excites me the most about this. Um, you know, I'm probably going to play persona five on my PS five before, uh, it, you know, before it comes over to the Xbox ecosystem, if it ever comes over. Um, so, you know, I'm not too worried from that front, but I'm really excited about, you know, the competition that this will fuel in the industry. And I agree. I, I think I think you're on to something with that. I think the competition does uh, does do does do work for uh, you know to get these kinds of titles. Uh, and again, we've seen we've seen it have big success. And I really like what you said. I, I level the playing field of Sony having all of these exclusives. I, I think that's great. I, now again. Persona 5 is a little old. Uh, Persona 5 Strikers is relatively new. Uh, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that one come. But I, I agree with you. I, I, I would like, I, honestly, again, not all these games are for me personally, Zemi and, and Pong. For me, I would like to get to the point where a game like this, like 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 a an anime based game that has a niche market, gets the release on both the Xbox and PlayStation at the same time. That That's yep. what I hope this eventually uh, leads to, because you know something? Um, these, the, these Japanese developers have to know that they're technically leaving money on the table. I mean, again, the Persona 5, I don't know how well it sold. I think it sold a couple of a million copies on the PlayStation 4. But you could have doubled that if you released it the day and date, you know, on the Xbox. And I think that, again, I don't, again, we don't have confirmation, but I do believe Special Ed, he has been more right than he has been wrong. And, uh, again, we're going to see. But I think that if it does come, and I believe it is, um, it is going to be a big announcement. Now, obviously, we're, we're almost at the 90-minute mark, and that's what this show is. I do want to kind of close out with one particular small thing. I'm not sure if you saw this. Uh, Mr. Badbit posted something uh, the other day, uh, yesterday afternoon, that one of the games, one of the big games that was being dropped supposedly into Xbox Game Pass on the 26th was Hades. Uh, Twitch accidentally... Um, put that out there. They they kind of let the cat out of the bag, and now the cat's running around. You can't put it back in the bag. Uh, if you don't know what Hades is, that game was nominated for Game of the Year, folks. And I have it on the Switch, and it is pretty goddamn good. That is one of the games that was going to be announced at this indie thing on, on Friday uh, and is supposedly dropping into Game Pass, I think, the same day. Pong, what do you think? What are your thoughts about this? 
Oh man, I'd love to see it happen. I've been waiting on Hades because again, uh, I don't I don't purchase Nintendo stuff, but uh, this is one of those roguelike games that I I do enjoy so much, and I've been waiting for some announcement on Hades. I was I was disappointed when it came out uh, that uh, ID at Xbox. I can't remember uh, which uh, rep it was, but he came out yesterday on Twitter and said. Uh, that that was a mistake uh, by Twitch and that Hades uh, would not be there. Uh, you know, I posted a tweet and said, my dreams, my dream is dead. Um, so I'm hoping uh, that we can get something uh, of a surprise here and, and Hades does show up because I think this would be another big get for Game Pass. It's it's a perfect game for Game Pass. And, and you know what? These types of games are the ones that drop into Game Pass. I try to make sure that I, I do like uh, it as much as I have seen. Um, and then I go ahead and purchase it because I love supporting in, independent developers and, and smaller teams. So this is definitely one that's been on my radar for a long time. I, I, I've asked Indie Gamer, I don't know how many times if it's coming uh, because I wanted to know for sure that it was coming on Xbox. Um, and, and he kept saying it, it, it'll, it'll eventually come. It'll eventually come. So I'm really really hyped uh that something may happen here um so i hope it's true yeah me too and zemi closing out today's incredible show with a you know a bonus topic towards the end uh i mean do you know what hades is and would you like to see that you don't you have no idea no idea but i will (laughs) but i will say this i'm really excited about the indie show on you know this friday and i really 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 hope that we see 12 minutes and they finally give us a release date I, I think we're, I think that's one of the games we're going to get a release date. <laughs> I, I really do. I, I I think it's time. I, think. I like how oh. Zemi just avoided that oh, whole time. thing. Zemi. Well, I mean, listen. He, <laughs> well, he I have no. I, I have no idea what Hades is. Do, do, you, I, do you literally do you, no clue? Do you like rogue? Do you like rogue games? Roguelike games? Uh, no. No. Well, okay. there you well, go. Then there, it's there not go. for you. I'm <laughs> yeah. not a big I'm not a big fan of, of roguelike uh, games either. I'll be the first one to be, to admit that. But this is. This game's it, it, it's it's so the stylized. Music. The music, it, it's, it's incredible, incredible music. It great graphics, cell shaded. Um, it doesn't take a, a, a no big learning curve. I mean, sure, you got to do the moves and everything, and you not got you got to try and not get killed. But it's 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 a listen, folks. It was if again, I I still think that the cat's out of the bag. I don't care what they said from Hades. It, it <laughs> does make no sense why Twitch would be like, oh yeah, Hades is going to be there, and they were they were full of bash, full of shit. Yeah, I, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I um, so I, I so okay. I think that the cat's out of the bag, and they just need to let the cat be. You know, to stop putting the cat in the bag in the first place. That's what I'm going to say. Um, but listen, folks, this has been, this has been a great show. Um, hey, Enrique, a good friend of the show, the, the the best voice in the business. He drops an outstanding two dollars super chat and says. Oh, he says Glenn Gregory at ID and Xbox debunked Hades coming. Yep, that's Boom. who it was. That's who okay, it was. Well, that's what I tweeted out yesterday. Dream is dead. Dream is dead. All right. Well, first of <laughs> did, all, welcome. Did you get the super chat from East Texas Alex? I'm, no, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm going to get that right now. Gotcha. Thank you for the for the correction. East Texas Alex, good friend of the show. He drops an outstanding fight. I was with just wanted to say I appreciate all the live content you're doing. Like I've said before, you helped me get through lots of 12-hour shifts. Well, dude, that is awesome of you to say thank you for the generosity. But more importantly, thank you for the unbelievable compliment. And it's those kinds of compliments that push me to do the, um, the, the amount of shows that I do this week is going to be uh, like last week, five live shows. Um, 
And of course, with the, uh, you know, uh, March 26th event, that's again, another five shows. And I quite frankly, I love it. Uh, I I love hanging out with the community. I love hanging out with my panel members. And uh, I like doing this stuff. Uh, You know, and again, hopefully you are enjoying it and that you are new. Please consider subscribing because you're going to get this kind of fun content every week. I'm very consistent with that. And I put a lot of work into the back end that you guys and guys don't know about. But that is okay because I enjoy doing it. But let's get to the outros. Get everyone out of here. So you can enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. And we'll start with Zemi Games. Zemi, I w- would love for you to tell people about the Constant Gamer. Tell everyone about where they could reach out to you and potentially boo you on social media. And also, what else you got going on? Uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I talked about it a little bit on the uh, you know beginning of the show, but I'll just kind of reiterate it now. Uh, basically, constantgamer.com is uh, a website that you know I I own and I created, uh, and it's basically a website that is like IGN, like Kotaku, like GameSpot, but we do try to keep our reporting. Uh, just more objective, um, less bias, uh, and just all around just more honest. And and so we we really do like to separate what actually happened from how we feel about what actually it just happened. Um, and and if that's something that that you know you kind of resonate with, if that's something that you're interested in reading and supporting, definitely go to constantgamer.com. Check out the website. We do gaming news, uh, featured uh, you know uh, articles. Um, uh, game reviews, all sorts of stuff. We have a community section where more is coming to that uh, section, but currently right now, um, we have um, some gaming quizzes and I'm, I'm still working on a Mass Effect quiz to come out to coincide the um, the legendary, like the, the, the new trilogy that's coming out. Um, and if anyone that is currently listening would be interested in writing for uh, a site like constantgamer.com, uh, all you have to do is just click on the contact us button and then click on the join the team uh, icon and then just go ahead and fill out a short little application and I'll be in touch with you. And then uh, also Boom just wrote an amazing review uh, of the Xbox wireless headset. And I suggest everyone go to the site after the show and check out that review. It's on the homepage of the site well yeah thanks thanks for that and again it was my pleasure to help uh i've i've written a a quiz that did pretty well resident evil quiz it actually did pretty good uh i'm gonna write another one for i'm actually gonna do a preview and a review of resident evil village when that comes out i'm actually uh have both versions uh pre-ordered i always do because there's gonna be a psvr aspect to it so i'll play that there but of course i have the xbox Series X version, yeah, yeah. I I need my achievements, but I also need to be given a a, a, potentially a coronary (laughs) because (laughs) it keeps the blood pumping for sure. But uh, thanks for being here, Zemi. Definitely appreciate what you're doing and love what you're doing at the website. More people need to get over there and check it out. Uh, And I and I enjoy it as much as I do the LordsOfGaming.net. These are two websites that if you want honest good writing if you want opinions that make sense that aren't narrative based uh you definitely got to check out both of these web- websites for sure but rookie sensation pong soul uh, uh now a permanent member of the xbox factor podcast on tuesdays tell everyone about what you got going on and more importantly let's talk about your new podcast that you just launched that's going to be starting saturday mornings at 10 a.m eastern standard time talk about that 
that for a second. Ooh, thank you so much for the hype. Uh, amazing to be a, a permanent member of the Double Barrel Gaming team here. Uh, so thanks again, Boom and Zemi, for letting me come on this show. Uh, I love it here, and it's been great. Like you said, Boom, I got a lot going on. Let me get the regular stuff out of the way real quick, and then we'll talk about the new, uh, new adventure that I'm uh, – taking on here so first of all you can find me on fridays on xbox ultimate uh with mav aka fun speculation his wife caitlin three bit better known as the vh vghd actually he's better known as three bit but anyways uh psychonauts eight and hopefully we are 90 percent sure the return of assassin lupa oh, that's this, good news oh it is fantastic news we have been chatting with her all week and things are looking good for a return this friday uh night at uh 10 or 9 p.m or excuse me i'm getting all my times mixed up uh 9 p.m eastern time 8 p.m central time on friday nights and then the shop podcast every saturday night with pete Blam, Centurion, Fuzzy Belvedere, and Stagorilla. That's Saturday nights. And that is now, due to the time change and where PTK is, uh, that is now going to be 9 p.m. Eastern as well on Saturday nights. And then, like you said, boom, uh, just announced in the wee hours of this morning, myself and great member of the community, also panel member on GRG with K-Mega and the crew, Steel Rain and I are going to start a new podcast called Living Split Screen, and that is going to start this Saturday, 10 a.m. That's right. We're going to wake you up in the morning. Grab your coffee. Grab your pre-workout. Grab your OJ. I don't care, but get ready because we're going to wake you up Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Central Time. You can follow both myself and I Steal Rain, and we've got the Twitter set up for Living split screen and that's lvng split screen all one word uh capital s's for the split and for the screen and then you can find us on youtube under living split screen so that's exciting i know you see me on xbox centric podcasts uh but we are going to talk all things game we're going to gaming we're going to celebrate gaming across the industry that's what we're here to do because the golden age of gaming is upon us yeah, well, listen, that's great news uh, for us as as uh, content creators because we get someone else in the business that gives us – because I, I listen to as much podcasts as I actually make, if you could believe it. Now, um, you know, of course, you listen to the RDXs and you listen to – I mean, there's just so many incredible – I mean, Iron Law is, is my favorite podcast. I mean, I, because they're my brothers, it's it, 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 there may be some bias there, but uh, I, I, I love what they do there. And, of course – you know what you guys do on Friday night. Uh, I love what uh, what what Mav and, and Caitlin and Three Bit and Psychonaut uh, Eight is, uh, and of course Ash Lupa making a return. That's that's big for the community as well as for Huge. the podcast. And what you guys are doing over there is just great work. I mean, it's again no shenanigans, just real solid fun that you guys have on the podcast. So it's it, it, you, you you starting your own on Saturday mornings. It's just another great one to listen to while I'm. Doing doing chores around the house because that's actually when i listen to it i I, yep. I always save them for when i have to do housework which that's I do right because i'm yep. retired so uh <laughs> but listen folks this has been a great show i want to thank all of the super chats that have come in i mean you can i again I, I say it all the time and i'm it's not a tagline folks i am humbled beyond words because i don't do this for the money uh and uh, the fact that you're taking money from your your banks your bank accounts and and you're donating it to the channel is is 
It's pretty incredible. So thank you so much for that. And of course, get ready for a, a solid week of content. Tomorrow is my only day off. I take the day off. I'm going to play games tomorrow. I'm not going to do anything but no podcasting, just game playing. Um, but listen, folks, we'll be back here Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the main xbox factor podcast of course friday you're getting a double dose of double barrel gaming you're going to get a 90 minute episode of breakfast at boom that is going to be our predictions preview show for the event that's happening at noon and of course at 12 p.m eastern standard time friday we're going to be covering live as it's happening the uh id at xbox indies event and i'm looking forward to seeing what they bring to the table hopefully we get a bunch of surprises that drop directly into xbox game pass and we're going to be uh, again uh, yeah watch out that? for the ascent i was gonna say watch the ascent oh, that could be the surprise dude, drop oh I've dude, got my fingers dude that is, yeah i mean <laughs> i think we're gonna have to play uh some some community game yes. nights with that because yes. that's four player co-op and that looks incredible oh yes and even Zemi can play it because there's no real monsters <laughs> that is true that is very true <laughs> and it might still be creepy for him though yeah, so I, I, I want to see 12 minutes. I mean, listen, a, a rotting apple is creepy for Zemi for crying out loud. I mean, come on. It's called space. I mean, space. it can be. You, you, know, you never know. That, that is very true. But listen, folks, thanks so much for supporting um, my dream of, uh, of being a content creator and a, and a weekly podcaster. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And I think now more than ever, it's super important. He used to say this, son, treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules and i can guarantee you you're gonna have an awesome day so take care everyone we'll see you this thursday on the newest episode of the xbox factor podcast (laughs) 